And Caleb and Joshua, the ones with the positive attitude, were the only ones who were able to realize the promise of Canaan. And the only conclusion that you can draw from that story is that not only does God not like negative attitudes, but that He wants to be with people who have a positive outlook, irregardless of the circumstances that they're in. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I want to take just one minute and I'm going to talk to you about your attitude. <laughs> Apparently we have some. <laughs> Behind me. <laughs> Mostly I want to talk about how important it is for you to have a positive attitude. You know, when asked the question, most people say that they have a positive attitude. But when trouble comes our way, it's so easy for us to develop a negative attitude about our problems. And you know, that's exactly when it's the most important to have a positive attitude. I know just uh, last week, I was standing there uh, at the Teen Challenge Golf Tournament, and I see uh, Brother uh, Pastor Mike Evans come, coming my way. And uh, he says, hey, Bob, what's up? And I said, well, you know, no grand and glorious stories to tell, but uh, we're, we're doing okay. He says, what are you talking about? Jesus is alive. That's grand and glorious, isn't it? Talk about this big. I mean, what are you supposed to say? I stand corrected. He's right. He's a positive person. No wonder God just interacts and does things in Mike Evans' life. But you see, God is a positive God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. And as unnatural as it can seem, for us to be positive in the midst of our hardships, there's a lot of reasons for us to be positive anyway. You know, there's a great story in the Bible that reveals God's view on positive and negative attitudes, if you'll remember it. Remember, God had promised the children of Israel he would, he would give them a land. And he instructed Moses to send out 12 leaders to spy on the land and to come back and report what they found. So they went went out, and when they came back, ten of the men gave a negative report. All they could talk about was how dangerous it was to go into that land. 
And mainly because they saw giants over there. But two of the men, Caleb and Joshua, who saw the same thing the other men saw. They only talked about how great the land was. They said it was filled, it was a land filled with milk and honey, and I don't know what that means. I think it means they saw lots of cows and lots of bees. positive report and they said let us go up and possess it we are well able to to conquer it I mean they saw the giants too but because God had promised it to them they had a different perspective than the other guys well the story didn't end well for those ten negative thinkers as well as the people that they poisoned with their negativity and because of their negative attitude they forfeited God's promise to them And they all died in the desert. And Caleb and Joshua, the ones with the positive attitude, were the only ones who were able to realize the promise of Canaan. And the only conclusion that you can draw from that story is that not only does God not like negative attitudes, but that he wants to be with people who have a positive outlook. Irregardless of the circumstances that they're in. You see, we know we're all going to face some giants in our life. And the old saying is, some days you're the pigeon and some days you're the statue. (laughs) We're going to have some bad days. But listen, it's not the giants that will defeat us. It's our attitude about the giants that can bring us down. We just can't let it. Our attitude is one of the things that God gave us the power to control. And when we choose to be positive, even when we're facing those giants, that's when God can do something really special. Because it takes faith to be positive. Whatever giants that you're facing today, the best way to deal with them is with a positive attitude. You see, God doesn't want us to ignore our problems Or deny that they exist. Quite the contrary. He just wants us to believe that he is greater than they are. The word says, he who lives in us is greater than he who is in the world. And just like he promised the Israelites the land of Canaan, he's promised you victory in your life today, right now, and in the life to come. And that's something that I'm very positive about. What are the windows of heaven? Up next, learn why God promised to open the windows of heaven over you to pour out his blessings. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. 
partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to talk about the power of tithing. And I want to start by sharing a familiar scripture with you that I've quoted you many times before. Here it is in the King James. You don't have to read it. I'll read it for you. Here we go. Here we go. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Well, like I said, I've used this scripture many times in almost every translation. And I have because it's a great encouragement for the act of tithing. But this week, uh, while on vacation with my family, we had a discussion that led us back to Malachi and this verse of scripture. And for the first time, the phrase, windows of heaven, just jumped out at me. And I had to step back and I had to ponder on why God would use this way of saying how much he would bless us if we would tithe in obedience. Why would he say he would open the windows of heaven to pour us out a blessing? Well, by doing a little research, I discovered that the only other time, at least that I could find, that that exact way of describing something was way back in Genesis when the word says, in the 600th year of Noah's life, on that day, were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. And it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. So I'm thinking, wait a minute. The most significant, supernatural God moment in thousands of years up to that time the great flood that destroyed mankind, but for Noah and his family. That event was an open heaven's window and pour out enough rain to destroy the earth kind of event. And now, the only other time God talks about opening heaven's windows is to describe the kind of blessings he will pour out on you and me because of our obedience in tithing. You see, in Noah's time, God actually opened up the windows of heaven and poured down rain for 40 days and nights. And in Malachi, he tells us that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on us. And when the great flood came, the earth couldn't handle it. And when we tithe, the Lord says there in Malachi, he will pour out so much blessing that we can't handle it. Have you ever wondered what it is about the promises of God that causes us to be selective? 
in what we want to believe and actually receive into our life? I mean, almost all of us are going to grab hold of John 3, 16. We throw all our faith at that word, as well we should. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16 is a promise that engages us. It induces us to action. Whosoever believeth, that's you. You have to believe to receive the gift of everlasting life. Well, Malachi 3.10 is the same way. God is trying to help us by giving us a promise to engage us to extract the enormous benefit of being one of his children. And it's simply to exercise the discipline of tithing in our life. You know, many people are very cynical when it comes to scriptures like Malachi 3.10. They want to believe it, but it's just too easy to let it be about church or some ministry using God's word to get money out of people. But it's really important to remember that God's ways are not our ways. And he's made it crystal clear many times in the word that when we honor him first with our money, and we prove that we love him more than our money, that we can communicate with him on a different level. And tithing is the method he chose where we can tangibly do something to demonstrate our love and our trust in God. I'm so very convinced today that God wants to bless us and see us prosper and have every good thing in life. And I also know he wants to teach us. And he wants to strengthen our faith in trials by fire. And I believe that if you are struggling in any area of your life today, and you are not tithing consistently, that it's not necessarily a reason that you're struggling. But if you begin worshiping God by the discipline of tithing, I believe God's promise to open up the very windows of heaven and pour out his blessings on you will become the testimony of your life. We all have the capacity for faith and doubt, but it's your faith that connects you to the power of God, and it overcomes your doubt and fears. Stay tuned to hear how to activate the power of faith in your life. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I want to ask you a question this morning. How is your faith today? 
Is it strong? Do you feel like you have big faith today? You know, I know a lot of people who are going through some difficult times right now. And one of the things that we always like to say to each other in these tough times is, keep the faith. Keep the faith, brother. So are you keeping the faith this morning? I want to talk about faith for just a minute. Did you know that faith is absolutely the key to our being able to survive in this world? We have to understand this. We can't afford to let the world or anybody or any event shake our faith in God. In fact, when we're reminded about earth-shaking things, like September 11th, we have to turn to our faith just to get through and to process things like that. And without our faith, these things would do us in. But because of our faith, we can live and we can anticipate a blessed and victorious life in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? You see, faith is not only critical to us, but it's very important to God that we have faith. In fact, the Word says that it's impossible to please God without faith. And that's why I want to share a few simple truths about faith that we need to never forget. And the first simple truth about faith is faith is simple. Faith isn't complicated. One of my favorite Bible stories about faith is the one about Jesus and the centurion. And a centurion is a soldier. And a soldier came to Jesus for help because his servant was paralyzed and was suffering. And when the Lord heard his story, the Lord said, well, shall I come over and heal him? And the soldier told him basically that he knew that Jesus was busy and that if Jesus would just say the word, that he knew his servant would be healed. And when the Lord heard this response, the word says he was amazed. Now, how many know it would take something really amazing to amaze the Lord? And Jesus said, I tell you the truth. I haven't found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Now, I love this story because of the soldier's simple, unspiritual-like logic. He believed the Lord could do anything, which meant he could do it anywhere he wanted to. He had simple faith. It wasn't complicated to him. The second truth about faith is that we all have faith and we all have some doubt. The Word says we were all given a measure of faith. And we see examples in the Word where faith and doubt are at work at the same time. When Jesus came walking on the water out to the boat where the disciples were, Peter called out, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come where you are. And the Lord said, okay, come. So in a leap of faith... Peter stepped out into the sea and started walking on water. And then suddenly the wind kicked up and he became afraid and he began to sink. And when Jesus reached out and caught him, he said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So you see right there in the middle of defying nature, we have faith and we have doubt both being revealed in Peter. You see, we all have the capacity for faith and the capacity for doubt. But it's your faith that connects you to the power of God. It's your faith that overcomes your doubts and your fears. 
And you don't even have to fully understand it. To know it and to see it activated in your life. The next truth about faith is that we all need faith. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And it sounds so obvious to say a Christian needs faith. But it's us Christians who run and hide sometimes, not because we've admitted that we have, no, that we have doubt, but because we weren't strong enough to take the leap of faith when the opportunity was there. We need faith in our lives. And we need to exercise it and develop it so when we're tested, it stands up and it reveals the living Spirit of God that's inside of us. And that's the last truth about faith that I want to remind you of today. We can all develop our faith. The Word says faith comes by hearing the message. And the message is heard through the Word about Christ. God's Word can't help but to build our faith. When we pray, when we give praise, when we give, we're growing our faith. We're growing our faith. We can't let our guard down because like Peter, the winds will come. Our faith will be tested, but through His Word, we'll find faith and we'll find victory over doubt. I like this saying, listen to this, Faith is putting all your eggs in God's basket and then counting all your chickens before they hatch. If you're struggling to have enough faith today, just remember these truths about faith. Faith is simple. We all have it. We all need it. And we can all develop it because His Word always rings true. And we can count on Him to strengthen our faith. You see, you can only have faith in what you can depend. You can only have faith in what you can count on. And in your life, people will let you down. Your employer will let you down. Your government will let you down. But God will not let you down. You can trust Him. You can count on Him. You can have faith in God, whose word is true. And who always keeps his promises. In fact, the Lord even told us what to expect. When we exercise our faith. Do you remember this? Right before he raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, didn't I tell you that if you only believed, you would see the glory of God. How's your faith this morning? Do you have big faith this morning? Turn to the person next to you and say, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. 
Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.